Hello and welcome. Thank you for listening to the Daily Rejoicing Podcast. It is Wednesday, September the 21st. Now, if you like summer, then I'm sorry to say that this is the last day of summer. Summer's my favorite holiday. But if you like fall, then I'm happy to share with you that tomorrow is the first day of fall. Fall is my wife's favorite holiday. And so it's out with the old and with the new. Our house is already decorated with fall stuff. We've got the leaves and the pumpkins and uh, the sign that says gather and blessed and give thanks and all that. So we love fall. I like fall too, but I like being warm. The warmer, the better, but I like fall. Fall is good. I like the candle scents, the pumpkin and the leaves and the spice and cloves and all that stuff. And the best thing about fall is that it's that much closer to the all-time greatest holiday, Christmas. So anyways, it's just all good. Whatever's going on, uh, it's all good. So you get to enjoy summer or look forward to fall or just be a happy camper, whatever you got going on. Today, I'd like you to take your Bible and go to Proverbs chapter number three, Proverbs three, to a couple of the most familiar verses in the Bible, depending on what you've been exposed to. Proverbs chapter number three, I'd like to read you two verses, Proverbs three, verses five and six. Now, if you don't have these verses memorized, I would encourage you to make that a priority because these verses really can help you in life. Proverbs three. Beginning in verse 5, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. I'd like to talk with you today, and maybe for the next couple of days, we'll see what happens on finding the will of God. Finding the will of God. Now, the will of God basically means when a a Christian uses it and says they're trying to discern the will of God in a situation or for their own lives or whatever. It just means trying to figure out what God wants, what he wills, what he wants to have happen. Now, what we're talking about is, is our place in carrying out the will of God. It sounds funny to say that, but uh, for example, somebody grows up and they are trying to make big life determining decisions such as where am I going to go to college? Am I going to go to college? Um, and then when they get there, they might meet somebody and they might start to date and they feel like they love that person and and they're discerning before they make any big decisions, even before then, what is the will of God for my life? Whom should I date? Whom should I marry? And then what career should I go into? And then as adults, married adults, uh, where should I live? What church should I go to? What kind of church should I go to? Uh, Should I take that promotion? Should I relocate with my job? There's just so many things in life. And then throughout life, you might be involved in making an important decision for somebody else, such as whom should we call to be the next pastor 
Uh, I've spoken with some people lately that are in that very position. That's a big responsibility. As a pastor in leadership, what is the will of God for the direction for this ministry that I lead? That's a big deal. That's a big job day by day by day. Um, As a parent, you've got that tender child in your care. What exactly is the will of God for me as a parent in my child's life? You've got a lot of control over your child. So you could also say, what's the will of God for my child's life? Now, I suppose we could go on and on and on with that. If you're a boss, you're an employer, you're a manager, you're a business owner, what's the will of God, so on and so forth. And so always trying to discern what does God want? Because I tell you, if you can align what you do with what God wants, you are going to have the most success possible. The greenest pastures are always where God puts you. And so you're always trying to figure out what does God want? And so finding the will of God, you could go to many places in the scripture, um, and I won't try to list them all from memory here, but uh, the will of God, so on and so forth. I've got a few jotted down here in my notes that I'll share with you over the next couple of days. But fundamentally and basically, you get in God's will, on God's path for you, and you stay on God's path for you by trusting God. By trusting God, that's really the key to God's will. Proverbs 3 verse 5 again says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. You have to trust. Now, trust at its, at its core, what it fundamentally means is this. You don't know, but you go ahead anyways, based on the word of another. And so I don't know what the future holds, but I do what God wants anyways, and I leave the results up to God. I put myself in God's hands because I trust him. I trust him. I don't have to have all the evidence, whatever, going forward. I trust God. I trust him completely. And the Bible says here, you and I ought to trust in the Lord with all our heart. I'll give you an illustration about what trust means. My grandparents had a house in Charleston, South Carolina. My grandpa has gone on to be with the Lord. My grandma's still there. I'll see her, Lord willing, later this week. We go down there for a quick, quick visit. And across the street and down the road, just a little bit from her house, there's a school. And outside of that school, There's a great big live oak tree, an oak tree whose leaves stay green year round. It's a specific kind of tree. It's a live oak tree and they get very, very big. They are common down there in the low country, South Carolina, Georgia, Georgia, coastal area a lot, but it's a beautiful tree and it's massive. It's ancient and it's, it's there today. But when I was little, it was massive still. And I remember getting a little boost to climb up in that tree by my dad. And once you got boosted up into the main part of that tree, there was a flat area and I would take my toys up there, my GI Joes and my cars, and I would have a good old time up there. Huge, massive limbs that sprawled out. Those were a little scary depending on how wide they were. But eventually it was time to come down. And I'll tell you, when you get up there, 
the distance between the ground to where you are looks looks much further than when you're on the ground looking up. You know, the height there is scary. And I remember looking down and being pretty scared. And my dad would say, just jump. I got you. Just jump. And honestly, if I were to sit there on that flat part of the tree on top of the trunk there where the branches spread out and I were to dangle my feet down, he, he could touch my feet. So it wasn't that that far down. My dad's not a giant. I mean, I could have, I, I could have probably jumped down and been fine without him. But as a little guy up there, a little kid, I was scared to death. And he said, jump, jump. I got you. Now, what was required for me to just jump into the arms of my dad? The word is trust. Now, I knew that my dad was strong enough to catch me. I I knew that there was very little chance that anything bad would happen. In fact, I could probably say I'm positive. I was positive that nothing bad would happen to me when I jumped into my dad's arms. And yet... There was that, I don't know, maybe it was the relinquishing of control, taking that leap into my dad's arms that required trust. Now, if I hadn't, now I'll, I'll tell you the end of the story. I did jump because if I didn't have the trust and hadn't jumped, I guess I would still be there today and uh, it'd be a new story. It'd be a phenomenon. It'd be a freak, but now I'm not, I'm not still there. I jumped because I had trust and you and I, in our Christian lives, we know that God is powerful and strong and he's he's stronger than anything. He's omnipotent and he's perfect and he's holy and he's good. He's always good. He's always going to do not only what's good, but what is best for you and me. And yet we struggle with trust because we have fear. Proverbs 29, 25 says, the fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Our earthly father is bigger, stronger, wiser. He loves his child. You, if you're born again, you're a child of God. He won't let you fall. And he would never say jump unless he knew that he could catch you. (laughs) And of course he can. Your heavenly father can be trusted. I love that song, Trust and Obey, because that encapsulates the Christian life. Trust comes before obey. You won't obey if you don't trust. And if you trust God, you'll obey God. We're speaking about the will of God this week, beginning with trust. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. 